Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. As we wind our way towards the end of the general session of the Utah State Legislature, we are, for the next week or so, uh, going to pay particular attention to the bits of legislation that are making their way through to the end. With one exception, HB 160. It's a piece of legislation which has been repeatedly introduced session after session by Representative Carol Spackman Moss of Holiday, a Democrat, and it has to do with restrictions on the use of handheld electronic devices, cell phones. Here in the state of Utah, uh, the use of a cell phone under certain conditions is a secondary offense. This would change things, bumping it up to a, a primary offense. And year after year, this piece of legislation is met uh, with a roadblock, and it lacks the support to move on. And it has, at least to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it has yet to make it to the, the governor's desk. If I'm wrong on that, 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. And I'll admit something to you. I, until about a year ago right now, was on the side of those uh, against this sort of legislation. I for forever had thought to myself, hold on a second. I, let me be responsible for my own self, okay? And if I, you know, I'm irresponsible and, and, and hurt someone, then punish me for that then, for that irresponsibility. Uh, but listen, we here in America, we're free. Let us be free. That was... Well, I'll tell you what changed my mind. But first, uh, uh, this this goes back a, a number of years. I had just returned home from uh, serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I, I think I'd been home for maybe a week and a half, and uh, I, I had myself a car, and I got uh, myself a cell phone. It was really my first cell phone. I had uh, like one of those prepaid track phone type things before I went off to serve as a missionary, but you know, I didn't have cool features like texting or anything like that, and I had to <laughs> conserve my minutes. Uh, very jealously. Uh, anyway, first cell phone, unlimited minutes, I think it was, and I could t- or unlimited minutes after nine. Was that how it was? After nine? Remember those days? Anyway, uh, shortly home from missionary service, I get in the car. I drove to the dentist. Uh, I hadn't been to the dentist for those two years I was serving, uh, and thought, well, you know, I better get these chompers checked out. I'm driving away from the dentist, and I get a phone call on my brand new cell phone. And I open it up, uh, put it to my ear, and I don't think I had been driving for uh, maybe 30 seconds. Then, woo, 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 lights in the rear view. This is uh, this happened in New York State. Uh, they move very quickly 
to outlaw the use of cell phones while driving. Uh, it still is the law there on the books, in fact. And uh, it was a couple hundred dollar uh, ticket. Sure. Uh, so just a week home, uh, my first cell phone there, got myself a ticket for talking while driving. And from then on, it left a sour taste in my mouth. I thought, oh my gosh, I was being perfectly safe. How can they do this to me? The oppression is unthinkable. Until about a year ago this time. Coincidentally, it was in the midst of the legislative session. I had just become aware of this effort, uh, this renewed effort by Representative Spackman Moss of Holiday to uh, further restrict the use of handheld electronic devices while driving. I... Uh, I won't tell you exactly where I live, but I live pretty close to, to work. And I was walking down the street. I was crossing uh, North Temple here to get to uh, Broadcast House. And I saw something shaping up. I saw uh, that there was a car turning from one lane and another car turning from another. And I saw that the incoming car, which should have... Uh, given the right of way or yielded to the the other turning car, I could see that the driver of that vehicle was uh, looking down at a cell phone. And I saw this shaping up. I jumped back onto the curb, otherwise I may have been in between these two vehicles. But so it was that the driver with their nose buried in the cell phone uh, plows right into the other vehicle. The driver's side of that other vehicle. I ran quickly over to uh, the car and said, are you, are you okay? Are you okay? We called 911. I go to the other vehicle. Are you okay? We called 911. Uh, Salt Lake City police arrived on the scene. Lickety split. Ambulance ultimately arriving. And uh, very luckily, everyone involved uh, you know, was able to, to walk away from that incident with only a few minor bumps and bruises. But I thought to myself, you know, If I had been a few feet forward, if I had not noticed what was going on in the driver's seat of that incoming car, I may have found myself in between those two cars. And human beings versus automobiles don't often come out as the victor. (laughs) Human parts are a lot softer and easier to break than our car parts. And I could have put that to the test that day. And what, other, what also could have happened, I've taken my, my young daughter for a walk across that very street. I keep her in my arms when I do so. But if the circumstances have been different, it could have been a cell phone that ended my life and my baby daughter's life. And I don't mean to get too uh, dramatic here, but that is what could have happened. And it is what does happen. Accidents like the ones that could have befallen me happen daily in this country. Now, the truth is, it is very unlikely that this bill will pass uh, here in the state of Utah, this uh, legislative session. The vote in committee was to return it to the House Rules Committee, which could assign it to another committee if chosen. But typically, uh, a vote like that, sending a piece of legislation back to the House Rules Committee, is typically code for nice try, maybe next year. What do you think? What do you think? I want to hear from you. I want you to get on the phone. I want, me, I want you to share with me your experiences and your views on this matter of distracted driving. Should the law step in? Should the legislators uh, revive this piece of legislation, uh, coax it out of the rules committee and uh, race it through the process? Pass it this year? The likelihood is that's not going to happen. 
And so with that said, where does that leave us? It leaves the responsibility to keep the road safe on our own shoulders. It leaves the responsibility to commit to 10 and 2 and eyes on the road at all times on our shoulders. I'll admit that sometimes at the stoplights, I'll grab the phone and check and see who's reaching out. I'm going to stop that. How about you? Will you commit to stopping it? Or do you think the, the, the government should get here involved? Should we pass this piece of legislation restricting the use of handheld devices while driving? I want to hear from you. This debate comes up every year, and until and unless it's passed, it's going to continue to come up. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. You want to send a text? Fine. 57500. What do you think about dr- distracted driving legislation? Give me your calls. Your turn to chat next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. We're talking about distracted driving, and a would-be piece of legislation on Utah's Capitol Hill right now has been uh, relegated back to the Rules Committee, which is kind of code for, uh, thanks a lot, legislator, but why don't you give it another shot next year? Not going to have time to get to it this year. So, so sorry. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but i got to ask a question. Do we even need a United States Congress anymore? Do, do, do they? Is there anything that they... I'm sitting here, I've got in front of me here in the in the talk studio, I've got about six, seven, eight, nine, ten screens here, and about half of them right now are uh, filled with a shot of the White House and President Joe Biden signing yet another executive order, uh, this time dealing with microchips and supply chain stuff. I, it's funny, the, the signing of these executive orders has become uh, so frequent and so routine, it doesn't even make news anymore. You remember the first days, that big stack of, was it 17, I think, on day one, all signed by President Joe Biden, executive orders, uh, again, bypassing, for the most part, the responsibility to legislate, typically reserved for the legislature, Congress. Uh, anyway, I, you, you know how I feel about executive orders. Uh, maybe some are good. Most, uh, most though, uh, represent uh, overreach on the part of the executive branch and a ceding of power and control by the legislative branch. we got to get that balance uh, back in check. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Back to the question at hand. Uh, this is a piece of legislation introduced on Utah's Capitol Hill by Representative Carol Spackman Moss. Not the first time she's introduced this bill. What it would do is it would enhance the restrictions on the use of handheld electronic devices, cell phones, while operating a motor vehicle. Under current Utah law, you can use a cell phone if you're making a call or using uh, the GPS, but you cannot dial a phone number, you can't text, you can't send instant messengers, you can't uh, instant messages, you can't view or record videos, or uh, you can't enter data. There are some exceptions for medical emergencies and reporting a crime or safety hazard, uh, but <clears throat> for the most part, there's not much you can do with a cell phone other than view the GPS or uh, talk on the phone itself. Those are also secondary offenses. You're not going to get pulled over uh, for doing that on its own. This piece of legislation would further prohibit to uh, include handling the phone, and it would bump it up to a primary offense. So that's the lay of the land, and the piece of legislation that would do that has been essentially been put on timeout. Timeout that will likely last until the end of the legislative session, requiring uh, the lawmaker, Representative Spackman Moss of Holiday, Democrat, to uh, introduce it next year, should she choose to do so, or hand it off to someone else to introduce, if 
if there is still a desire to continue this fight. Uh, And I've put the question to you. What do you think about this? I've witnessed things firsthand, both while driving out on the road. You look and you see folks next to you uh, in the lanes there on I-15 and elsewhere. Uh, People are on their phones all the time. And it's not just talking. It's it's texting. They've got their phones uh, right up to their face, uh, right in the middle of driving a giant vehicle, a giant Huge, metallic, heavy vehicle, which could very easily veer out of that lane and impact your own vehicle, where maybe your family's riding. So what do we do to make that a safer experience? i got to put the question to you. What do you think? Ought we pass this type of legislation? And what has your experience been? Let's go first to the phones and speak with Dan. Dan calling from Orem. Welcome to the program, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Lee? I'm all right. I'm happier now chatting with you. Tell me what you've witnessed out on the roads and what you think about this legislation. You know, I I work for a large transportation company, and, you know, us drivers are taught all the time about distracted driving and to be aware of distracted driving to avoid distraction. And like you, it's amazing as, as I'm driving down the road, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do as a professional driver, looking over and seeing all these people who are not even paying attention to the road. They got their cell phone in the center of their steering wheel. They're swerving around. Mm-hmm. They're not paying attention. They're doing quick stops and all those things that make it unsafe for all the rest of us to even be on the road with them. And, you know, as much as I hate to put legislation out there that affects all of us, I'm the same way. I think the only way we're going to be able to get people to agree and put their cell phones down is to hit them where it hurts. It's going to have to be ticketing and, and things like that to get people to stop and put safety first. And as much as I hate it, I think that's the only way it's going to happen. Uh, what, what kind of driving do you do? Are you a long haul guy? Or what do you What do you do? No, I'm I'm for a career company, but okay. we do a lot of you know we service all the way down to Southern Utah in that area. Sure. So you know we do a lot of over the road as well as a lot of local driving. And and it doesn't matter what kind of driving you and you see it all over the place. Yeah, uh, Dan. Listen, thanks so much for the call. Uh, and what Dan said there is, I think, emblematic of the way many of us feel. We try to cram each decision uh, into, you know, either a conservative or a liberal pot. And, you know, this one's a difficult one because there are arguments on on both sides, I feel. Think about this. Uh, The the reason for laws, you know, at least uh, as considered with a conservative mind or by a conservative mind, is that uh, the laws are put in place to protect me from having my rights infringed upon by another. That's a generalization. There are other aspects of it, certainly. Uh, But how does this not fit into that? You heard Dan, a professional driver out on Utah's roads every day. He sees exactly this type of behavior. He sees the swerving. He sees the, uh, the intermittent accelerating and decelerating. Exactly the things that you have seen. The text message line right now is filling up with experiences and examples from folks' lives where it has been the poor behavior and the distracted nature of a driver on their phone that has caused great harm. Here's one. It says, a cell phone in a driver's hand was the cause of my daughter's broken back. Six vertebrae broken because a distracted driver couldn't put their phone down. Another one. Lee, I'm missing an eye because a woman who is texting and driving. As a biker, not a cyclist, I've lost count of how many doors and fenders I've had to kick because some idiot on their phone drifts into my lane. I absolutely believe this distracted driving bill should pass and the fines should be severe. 
Here's another one from a professional driver. Hi, Lee. Just want to make a comment. I drive a semi for a living, and there have been numerous times where I have been pushed off onto the shoulder by people busy texting and driving and even FaceTiming. Another disturbing thing is I also see other semi-drivers doing the exact same thing, and they should know better considering the weight and the size of the semi. Yeah, this is a question of safety. It is a question of keeping families safe. It is a question of somehow stamping out a behavior which has endangered so, so many. But reality being what it is, doesn't look like it's passing this year on Utah's Capitol Hill. Didn't pass last year, and so if we're looking to the future, it may not be something we see on Utah's law books anytime soon. And so what does that mean? It means that you and I have to take responsibility for ourselves. You you and I need to commit to ourselves and the other motorists on the road and the pedestrians and the cyclists that we're going to do our part to keep them safe. We don't need government on our on our back. We don't have government on our back here in this instance, and so we must uh, take matters into our own hands. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not the best phrasing because we don't want the phone in our hands. Get it? So if you're driving around right now, if you're listening to this program and you got your phone in your hand, do me a favor, set it down. Wait till you've stopped. Got a text message earlier as we were talking uh, about uh, surplus spending. Person on the line said that they just pulled over to send a text message. Thanks for that. You can wait. I'm committed. I hope you will be as well. That's going to do it for today's episode. It was a pleasure hanging out with you today. Time for me to step aside and make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he next here on KSL News Radio brings you Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.